Born ready, though. <laughs> okay, welcome to uh, Coach and Chokes podcast. It's been a long time since I said that. I almost forgot what it was called. Um, quarantine, quarantine edition. Reunited. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited after a year. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, bro? Nah, doing my... good in this. Go ahead, sorry. No, no. I was just, I was gonna say, like, uh, we got everybody's got a bunch of free time. So I figured, shoot, might as well, uh, might as well throw something together, catch up, and you know, we catch up with each other and let everybody else know what we've been up to. You know, I'm gonna start this out. Maybe in a little uh, controversial way, uh, maybe a little, maybe a little cold-hearted. <laughs> I just want to say what every, <laughs> yeah, what everybody else is thinking. <laughs> I was saying like, maybe with seven billion people on the planet, this is not the worst thing that could happen, huh? <laughs> I, I don't think it would be that bad, anyways. <laughs> you, you too. You're, you're on the same page. No, no, I'm saying uh, – well, I am a little, actually, but I'm saying I don't think it would be a billion people anyways. But uh, no, no, not a billion people. It's 3% death rate, and, like, those people that are dying is, like, old people, like, 70, 80, who have already lived a full life and, well, like, immunocompromised, like, really sick people. So it's really easy for me to say this because I don't have anybody like that in my immediate family, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the bad part about it. <laughs> Well, like I, I could see how uh, I could kind of empathize with the other people, you know, like if you, what it is to be in the other situation, you know, if you do have a loved one that's sick or old. Right. Yeah. Dude. So my thinking is in regards to the people that are over eighty, because from my understanding, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything that's like any sort of like medical medically related facts or anything like that because the one thing that's been pissing me off about this whole thing is just random people just like facebooking and like spewing their like medical opinions about this and that i'm like like dude if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about keep it to yourself you know what i mean tell tell your tell your friends at work like don't go like you know inseminating or uh you know like diffusing like uh shit that you just read on a meme or something like that you know <laughs> um, yeah 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 there's everybody but, talking out their ass right now right yeah for sure but yeah. i would say this if i was over 80 years old and i i couldn't speak for everyone else but if if someone came to me and was like listen like if you if we have to quarantine everybody then hundreds of thousands of people could 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 potentially lose their job, but you'll be safe from this one particular cause of death, right? And, and if and if we don't, like lots of people are going to be able to feed their families and do like way better, like like you know in, in that regard. But you would have what like a uh, I, I think people over eighty, like they're eighty-five percent of them are still surviving. So you'd, well, you're going to have a fifteen percent chance of death. But hundreds of thousands of people could keep their job. If it were me personally, I'd be like, "That's cool." Like, That's like, what I'm saying. Those selfish yeah. fucks, because they want to get a couple of extra years in there. They don't want to <laughs> risk being in the fifteen percent mortality rate. Get the fuck out of here. That's so selfish. So selfish. <laughs> Like people are gonna lose jobs, people are gonna lose homes. So like, how the economy is like, what is it gonna stop just for a couple of old people when we have a population crisis like this? No, dude, I I lost. Uh, I mean, so I mean, lots 
my fights could potentially be rescheduled. My my, I have friends that have already my fights rescheduled too. Reem's fights rescheduled too. Yeah, like they canceled the next three year, uh, postponed the next three UFCs. All these LFAs are canceled. All everything's canceled. Bro. I thought they the UFC was uh, what what uh, what card? Was no, it? they caved in. They caved in, so they have to cancel. They're not letting people gather in uh, in places where there's more than fifty people. Or I thought 10, their plan was to do it at the arena, like at the little gym where they do the contender no, series. Ne- yeah, Nevada State Athletic Commission has suspended all combat sports in the state of Nevada till uh, I believe April. So April or May, I want to say. Dang, really? Uh-huh. Well, from what I understand, my guess is it's going to get worse, too, like for the next month or two. I don't. That's my guess, my gut feeling. Yeah. They, people are going to fucking be stuck at home and uh, going nuts. And then eventually they're, <laughs> they're going to be like, you know what? Get on with it. If I, if, like, like if, because L.A. County basically, uh, no, no, San Francisco. San Francisco went on, like, full lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, where you're not allowed to go to work, even if, unless you have, a, like, a job they deem, uh, like, necessary uh, or essential. Yeah. So, yep. and I, so I definitely do not. So like if they if they if they try to do that and I can't like go make any money at all, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna if I have to write alone and by myself. <laughs> hey, I'll come join you all the way wherever you're at. <laughs> right with you. Luckily, yeah, like San Diego County is pretty. Um, or at least like, my area. If it's the whole county, then maybe, but it would probably be city to city because it's mayors that, you know, there's no county governing body. So, like, if my city is super, like, low low population density, so I don't I don't think it would come to that. Nice. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, that. man. I think, you know, like, it's this just mass hysteria, but I think the sensible people are not in a panic. But then there's, like, these few of us that just, you know, panic about everything, and then they... They throw their two cents into it, and uh, they kind of keep the panic going. I mean, like, if you look at the cold, hard facts, like, I didn't know about the second statistic that you said about the 15% for the over 80 people, yeah. the mortality rate. Uh, the jump, that's 15%. That's nothing. Like, <laughs> that's a good odds, man. Yeah, that's a great odds. You take those odds to Vegas, man, you'd be... You... <laughs> it's ridiculous good. to have the whole world economy stop for fifteen percent of some eighty-year-olds. That's yeah. just nonsense. Just let um, the flu come and go. That's it. Boom. That's I would like I would say like the 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 kind of the, one of the bigger things though is like there there are like young people that have autoimmune deficiencies and stuff. That would be that would be rough. Um, but those but see like what what. What England, like what they tried to do, was the opposite. From my understanding, they what they did was they they basically had high risk people like, okay, you guys go quarantine yourselves. Yes, that's um, sensible. And then the rest of the community, we're all going to go out there and essentially get coronavirus. And, yes, that's and, my logic too. That's what I'm thinking we should do too. If you're sick, that's they have it right. And what, what's going on in England now? Is that successful? 
No, so what happened was, is that's what they tried to set up. So this is this is what I have read. Uh, uh-huh. I could be wrong on this, but from but um, but I read it from a, a credible source. Um, they were saying that that's what England tried to do, and then um, basically people didn't follow the rules. They all still like went and visited grandma and stuff. And so oh. like, all right. So if you're not gonna do it, then now you all now you all have to stay home. Okay, they, so well, yeah. If you're not gonna follow the rules, then it's not gonna work. <laughs> right. There's a protocol for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Just because so, it failed once, but just because it failed one time, doesn't mean that we should stop trying that. That seems like a great strategy to me. It dude. needs to come and go. And yeah. We have to like embrace it. Yeah. We all like we all get it, and then we develop like a mass immunity, a herd immunity, and mm-hmm. then. Um, and the virus dies, you know? Well, the world uh, is missing out that we're not its leaders. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could solve um, all the world problems, including world hunger you and any disease-related issues. You heard it first here on, on the Coach <laughs> Choke podcast. <laughs> um, well, uh, shoot, what else was I going to say? Oh, I was going to ask you, um, are you guys training out there? No, today they canceled. So last week we did some uh, some group practices and it got weirder and weirder. And then finally today they got they canceled it. What do you mean weirder? Yeah. Well, they were like gonna do separate times for separate people. Like they couldn't, they didn't want groups more than ten. It was just nonsense. Uh, and then eventually they're just like cla- uh, training pro practices suspended indefinitely. Dang. What's well, you guys still have practice? No, no. Well, so, um, so I go to two gyms out here. I go to Sequence Jiu-Jitsu, and then I go to the training lab. Uh, mm-hmm. The training lab right now they they canceled for a week, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm sure it'll be extended. Um, sequence is open. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Okay, I respect it. I respect that. It seems like they keep keep a cool head. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, like... Um, but sometimes it's like law sanction too, right? They you can't, you know, it becomes a legal issue, issue too. Yeah, it there, has, yeah, there hasn't been any uh, any sanctioning, like any uh, like government bodies or anything like that. Like, oh, uh, okay. Because the, the area, because Training Lab is in Orange County, so mm-hmm. there's a little picture there. Uh, Sequence Jiu-Jitsu is in, a, is in a city called Norco, which you never heard of, right? So No, is that close to San Diego? No, no. It's like kind of somewhere in between San Diego and, and LA. Um Okay. Uh it's like it's inland of like Huntington Beach. But um gotcha. you know, it's it's a small it's not a big town. It's not a densely populated, there's no like buildings over two stories, you know. So it's not a huge like at risk uh area, you know. So they're not gonna they're not gonna force anything on them there. Um but definitely the classes have been smaller and so I'm like, that's cool. I would I my, That's cool, right? I you suck it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I was doing was just like, you know what? Like, I'll just take this time to, because I'm I'm all for like, all right, let, let's let's put some measures in. Like, obviously, we don't want to like just if there's something we can do and like go about our lives, you know, that are gonna like help people out. Let's do that, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my part. You know, I'm not gonna go out unnecessarily. I'm not gonna go to bars stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I my my you know my day job is you know I work alone anyway, so. I don't even have to come into contact with anybody. So, um, and then for training, I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll do kickboxing. Like, I, I won't grapple with people. I'm not going to, like, 
be sweating on each other and stuff. You can still uh, get it through kickboxing, though. Just but just know. like drilling, you know. And yeah, for sure you can. You know, you definitely no, can. No, because it's a, it's a, it's like not even contact, like actual uh, manual contact. It's airborne. So you breathe uh, the same air in the same proximity as somebody who's infected. The chances are you'll be infected too. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I mean that's what uh that's it felt good to my conscience at the time, but thanks for ruining that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, just I'm just going. I got like a buddy that I drill with, and we're just drilling. To like like tonight, I'm gonna go to his house, and we're gonna drill in his living room. Nice, that's good. And I'm pretty lucky like that too. I got Ryan and Caleb here. They both fight, uh, so then they're workhorses. They they they're going crazy without training. So I have a plethora of training partners that. And I have the room in my house to do it, too, like on the patio. Inside, I have a special room for training, so we will get it done. Yeah. So practice or not. Are people, but, what's everybody doing out there? Are people just going like, oh, shoot, we're not going to practice? Or are they always kind of like doing the same thing, just splitting up into like small groups and stuff? Today is the first day that they canceled team practice. So, uh, uh okay. I think one guy posted on uh, the mat, is it? Posted on uh, the team page that he has met at his house if anybody wants to drill, go there. So when there's a will, there's a way, bro. Like it's, it's gonna hey, your your uh your service is spotty. Is it still shoddy? Yeah it was cutting in and out. Is it better now or Yeah it's better now. Okay. So I was saying um when there's a will there is a way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I gotta say dude it's hard like my my inner bitch wants to just be like, you know what, man? You should, it, there's a quarantine on. You should just chill. Like, just stay home. It's cool. <laughs> you know? Like, well, I want to use should... this. What? Yeah, go ahead. I was I'd saying like... if... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was I was just going to say, like, I, I, I really would like to use this as an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, nah, you don't need to train. Everybody's quarantined or whatever, but it feels bad. It feels bad on my I inside. Think... I think there's this is a good opportunity to take to do mix up your training and do a couple of days of something else. Like I took a walk today, some uh, active recovery and just like training like that, just to break up the monotony. Or like you know some active recovery, just so yeah. you can kind of miss it again because there's a point where you're just pushing it physically, physically, and just because you can do it physically, but mentally you're burnt out, you're gonna, you're still not gonna want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I have. I was, you know, you go, you go through phases, you know, all the time, kind of up uh-huh. and down, like where you're like you're yeah. feeling it, and sometimes you're burnt out. And like, I was feeling burnt out last few days, last few weeks, and I was like, uh, maybe I could use this time. But I've still been training, um, but I just like, um, uh, but I definitely have been doing like some fun, like more, just kind of having fun, like uh, like me and my brother-in-law, uh, the the. The fitness gym, like the regular gym near our house, mm-hmm, was, uh, mm-hmm. was like dead empty. So we went there and just played like one-on-one basketball. Nice, um, yeah. It's good to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah, nothing I, wrong with doing something like that. But like for even for a week, if you have to kind of de- uh, deload your body, right? You know, so you can miss it again and then pick it back up hard if you if, if there's people willing willing to train with you, you know. So yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like as long as you're doing something to uh, progress. Ultimately, it's progress. Like you deloading will allow you to uh, train harder the following week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I learned from Alistair is to deload every fourth week. You know, to uh, and kind of 
ha- train for pleasure, not for purpose necessarily. Yeah. Like, do just enough where you feel good and energized, and then kind of. Uh, does he deload relax. in camp as well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't go like. Well, what does he do as a deload when he's in camp? Um. He'll just, well, he does one a day normally. Always just one long training session. But shut up, dog. Uh, but uh, he'll. Uh, oh my god. Can, yeah. that, can you hear it? That dog? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me go inside. Okay. You asshole dog. <laughs> it's a pretty cool German Shepherd, but he's an asshole right now. Uh, so yeah, like you cut the training in half, basically. That's deloading. Oh, okay. So it just turns the volume down. Yeah, exactly. The volume down by half. And try not to get tired, he says. So by that, what I think he means is doesn't get into the orange zone. You do zone training? Uh, I have, but I, I, I know what you mean. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know what it what it equates to. Okay. Yeah. So, like, for, like, other people listening to orange training, they'd be like... Uh, what like sixty 80, to seventy percent? No, no, no. Orange, orange is eighty to ninety, and then oh, red really? is ninety, ninety to a hundred. Yeah, uh, and green is seventy to eighty. Uh, blue is uh, sixty to seventy, and gray, which is recovery, is fifty to sixty. Hmm. Okay. And I've been big on this right now, like on. Uh, uh, making sure that I don't have two red trainings in a day, and it makes uh, a big difference in my recovery. How does uh, your cardio feel without doing as much, getting in the red as much? Better. You're not supposed to get in the red as much. Like, you can only get in the red, you should only get in the red uh, once a day. Your cardio feels better, huh? Yeah, of course. Mm. If you do it more more than once a day, you're burning yourself out. And uh, I feel a big difference. Like by, you know, every morning I wake up and I measure my resting heart rate and my HRV. Before it was just resting heart rate. Now it's both. What do you and use? I, uh, I use the the polar um, the chest strap, and then I use the Elite HRV app to uh, track it. And I, I never miss a day. I check every day, so I am. I have a way deeper understanding now of how training affects my body. Like, uh, with this, you you don't overtrain. Dude, I was going to – so I was using the Whoop, um, mm-hmm. but I was, I'm planning on switching over to Polar uh, because the ri- wrist wearables are just so limited, like, when it comes to accuracy. They, yeah. they just can't be – they could be the best wrist, wrist wearable ever. But they're never going to be as accurate as a chest strap. And I wish we made one. I don't. I don't know why that. Why they don't. So but. I have the chest strap. I'm, it's very accurate. I'm very happy with it. But uh, Kevin, a guy on team, you remember Kevin? He's like a uh, short and stocky dude. Kevin. Uh, he's, uh, he likes to do jujitsu. Yo, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He has the ring. Uh, it's like two hundred dollars, but. You can wear it. You can wear it when you're sleeping, and it gives. It's pretty active. He's very happy with it. So if you have a little extra cash, I would get the ring because then you could take it a level further and measure yourself, your heart rate and stuff in your sleep, and gave him more data. Now for some it's people, a finger ring. 
Yes, yes, it's a finger See, ring. Because what I was going to do, which I think you can do with the polar gear, is just wear, wear the wrist wearable, like, five mm-hmm. sleeve. Because I wore the, the Whoop 24-7. Um, I was going to wear that throughout my day and while I'm sleeping. And mm-hmm. then... And then just when I go to take my HRV in the morning and during workouts, I would mm-hmm. put the um, put the chest strap on because you strap. can like switch back and forth between the two. Oh, you know, there like, you go, you know. there you go. I think that's good enough. You don't need, yeah, that works. Uh, I, I mean, mean, I wonder have... how I wonder how accurate. So he said that. Well, how how would he know if if the the ring was accurate? How would he even check that? The, like you're saying, he doesn't have a, the chest strap to compare it to, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, but like he's he's not a type of guy that like he doesn't have an exaggerating bone in his body. I feel like he's a, uh, I I feel like he'd be able to tell. Like I know when my chest when I put on my chest strap and it's like messing up and it's too jumpy or something. Like, oh, for sure for the for the yeah. heart rate, yeah, you could tell because I mean you could uh-huh. just you could just check your pulse like on your. That's I would wear my whoop, and I would like I would it would be like all right I'm in this zone. Like, I would just it was weird because like. When I would just do shadow boxing, it would just throw my heart rate to the like through the roof. And yeah, so you that, that that's a telltale of it being inaccurate. Like right. it doesn't happen like that. So the, you know your gut tells you pretty easily. You can uh, you know that it's not accurate. You know, so I, I feel yeah, like yeah. it's the same thing with the ring. You like if you notice some jumps like that, then you you know that it's uh, inaccurate. But he says it. It stays on pretty snug on his finger, so, uh, and it's two hundred dollars. I think like uh, that technology has its price, you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know what technology that I really want is uh, Halo Sport. Have you heard what about is that? that? No, what is that? So they they're it's actually the, the technology is built into a he, a set of headphones. Um, like like uh but they're like the you know the over the ear headphones, big set of headphones. Um mm-hmm. but the but the real thing that you're getting is actually in the you know, like the 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 arc that goes over your head that attaches your two ear muffs. Mm-hmm. Um and what it does is it like it stimulates the parts of your brain that have to do with like that have to do with repetitive learning. So it doesn't work for all learning. It works for anything like like martial arts where you want to drill a technique over and over again, and you want to like you want to embed a process mm-hmm, into your mm-hmm. into your like subconscious. Um, basically, what it does is it lowers it lowers the amount of reps that you need before something becomes uh, like you know instinct or whatever. They they explained it to where you know there's a certain type of memory. Well, like when you uh, you show me a move, it's in my muscle memory. Uh, yeah, right. So it basically, it, it becomes muscle memory faster. Yeah. Um, I think you have told me about this. And uh, have you seen research on this? Yeah, yeah. There's research on it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. like legit no, research. I mean, granted, incredible research. It's yeah, it, it, it's credible research. Well, you know, like like. Most studies, it's the research is obviously funded by them, so mm-hmm. you know that that can be. I don't know if they want to say a red flag, but like an orange flag. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's definitely like you know, from what I understand, it's you know peer-reviewed, like you know, legit science. Okay, as long as, peer, as long as it's peer-reviewed, then 
that that already has some credibility right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's it's called Halo Sport, and, and so at first I heard about it, I was like, dang, that would be cool, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to Juice class with my headphones still on, you know. Um, but you, I they said basically like you just need to wear wear it for like 20 minutes while you're driving to class, and then then just take them off right when you jump in, and you're okay. So you're you have good. to do it right before training. Yeah, you can do I it during, some, but you know, for like, some reason I, w- I was imagining. Uh, you're wearing it at night or something, but I guess it, it primes your brain for better learning, huh? Right, right, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's. I think they're three hundred bucks, um, which that's worth. That's worth it, you know. If there's science behind it, then yes, it's worth it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Plus, and if they're good headphones too, that makes it even better. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's. Talk about uh, kind of our fights and like where you know what we've been up to since we last uh, got together. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to defend my title on April 24th, but the coronavirus took everything, uh, threw a monkey wrench in all the plans. So kind of, it's a hurry up, sit and wait. <laughs> Dang, so all the way to the end of April, they rescheduled all those, huh? Yeah. They postponed the show that they had in March to April, and I don't think they'll have that in April either. Who knows how long this will last? Like, people are – the estimates that I'm hearing is from a month to four months, five months. You know, you don't know. Yeah, yeah I've been, the, I've been hearing that. On the same boat. It, doesn't, it doesn't seem to me, though, that, like, the, the economy just wouldn't survive, like, four to five months. You know what I mean? At some point, like people are gonna be like, "Yo, we we gotta go to work now." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things would get too bad. I I'm I'm hearing. Have you heard this thing about uh they're they're talking about sending out paychecks? Yeah, to be a citizen though, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just a I'm just a permanent resident. Oh, none for you then. Yeah, hurts my feelings. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought I thought you got citizenship. Um, I thought you were married, and I thought you were married hey, in America at one point. Hey, yeah, um, that's a long story, but but uh, I can apply for citizenship. It's just it's gonna take a while. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I'm eligible to become a citizen. I just haven't done it yet. So, hmm. uh, I'm well, I'm gonna away. I'm gonna collect my thousand dollars a month, and that's gonna do absolutely nothing. To affect my oh, life. every month is going to be a thousand dollars every month. Uh, I I I I heard uh, they're just saying like send a thousand dollars out, which is like, gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hella cool. I'm very happy that that's happening. The stimulus check. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But dude, like, if we were if we're if we're locked down for three months, a thousand dollars isn't going to do anything. I know, I know, but <laughs> you know, so like for a month, uh, for a month, right. it can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Between paying your rent and whatever, you know, like a thousand month, thousand can kind of help people from drowning that month, but not yeah. for three months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. My my fight's not until May thirtieth, so that's still two and a half months away. So I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I I'm looking at this like I don't care. Like I have such thirst right now to grow better. Because, like, I see what the competition is. 
how like how good the competition is. I see the the new guys on the team like she's from the level of the amateurs is getting better and better. I'm like, uh, you have to get better one percent at least one percent each day. Otherwise, you're getting worse. You know, and like like these everybody's hungry to make a living with this. So it's our job to keep getting better. Whether we have a fight, we don't have a fight. It makes no difference. You have to be trying to get better at the same rate. Now, whether it's taking a week to be low, like that's cool. But uh, ultimately, you have to make you have to be making progress forward. Yeah, and you still get better in your deload week. You're making tech technical gains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you exactly you're still getting better in your deload week, but uh, you're allowing your body to kind of recuperate your mind. Well, um, the. I, I'm definitely I'm not worried about it in that sense. Um, the the thing that like the thing that like bothers me is that I have it's hard for me eternally. Like when I have a plan set or something, it's just like the OCD nature in me was like, no, no, no <laughs> this fucking way. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just had a I had a timeline set for myself to be I had a goal in mind to be like getting on the contender series or or like in same the, you know yeah so if I if I lose half the year because I know but you know the serenity prayer right yeah yeah I, yeah I was talking about that yesterday I, I was talking yeah. to my buddy and he was like listen man I think you gotta just uh, I think you some, just got to uh, you know like, some things are out of your control. Right, right. And I was like, what if I would prefer to just obsess over things that I have no uh, no ability to affect at all? <laughs> that is a disorder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I know what you mean, though. There's like the, you know, like every half a year that goes by, the window gets smaller and smaller. I get mm-hmm. it, but sometimes you just have to accept it that, you can't change this, you know. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you know, the bright side is I'll be, you know, even more ready when that when that time comes. So, um, but um, who were you supposed to fight, or what was the deal? Oh, so I mean, first of all, you won. You won the the title for CXF, right? Yeah, LXF. LXF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yep. changed their, They were used to be yeah. CXF, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so you won the lightweight title. Super lightweight. Super lightweight? Yeah, it was a 165. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, I thought you told me, like, yeah, it's it's a lightweight title, but we're fighting at 165. And I was like, I don't understand, but whatever. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was at first. And then they told me that it was actually for the super lightweight title. So. Oh, uh, okay. Um, whatever. Super lightweight. Yeah, well, Belt is a belt to me. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Mr. Jones, uh, Joshua Jones is a lightweight. He's not a super lightweight, so it's, you know we fought for the super lightweight. But he's a he's a true lightweight. So that was the guy that you beat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, you look good in that fight too, man. You, uh, if I recall, you guys like. At the that the sequence where you dropped him originally was like you traded left hooks or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we both we both hit each other at the exact same time with left hooks. Uh, he caught me on the mouth, 
Yeah. And I called him on the Joe. And yeah. like for, and he called me good too because I just, he fell I didn't but he called right. me pretty good like my mouth was sore for two weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> that junction where your nose meets your mouth, like yeah. I was sore for a couple of weeks. I was like uh, uh, blowing blood out of my nose for a while. Huh. But then you know I just jumped on him and finished him with elbows. Uh, it's, it's crazy when I teach people to throw that left hook. I always teach it. Make sure you have your right hand up as you throw on the left hook. Yeah. And, uh, I have my high hand up, but not enough, and just not quite at the right spot. Yeah. It it was, but it was though, because it was covering your chin though, and that's that's the important part. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm very happy with it. It worked out great. It's just it's crazy though, right? How like it's a game of inches, literally. I catch him on the chin, he catches me in the mouth. Uh, yeah. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Like after, like the like after your fight, the little bumps and bruises when you want when you win oh, your fight yeah. and you feel those bruises. Like my it feels good, right? Yeah, yeah. Like after my last fight, my elbows were killing me. They were so like I couldn't even sit up on my on my bed. But it hurts so good, right? Yeah, and but I was like, oh, so yeah, good. you know. But when you lose yeah. and you've got those bumps and bruises, it uh, hurts it's the worst. so much worse. <laughs> yeah. It hurts with the pain and shame. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you win, it hurts with pleasure. It's right. weird. It hurts yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my elbow was hurting, too. And I was like, every time it hurt, I was like, ah, it feels good. It just reminds you. It reminds you of what you accomplished. So. Yeah. If you lose, it reminds you of your loss. It's just a reminder thing, really. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It just brings <laughs> back whatever feeling that you experience, you know, in the fight or whatever. Yeah. So my my fight that got so um, I was supposed to fight a guy named Chris Avila. He was I heard uh, that name before. Yes, yeah, so he fought twice in the UFC. Uh, he fought um, he fought Arden Lobov. The goat, uh-huh. and, the goat. Uh, <laughs> and then he fought times in Bellator. He, he actually went, so he lost both his UFC fights, and they cut him, and then he mm-hmm. went to Combate, did okay, and then he went to Bellator, fought three times. Um, but he was like a true veteran. He's like a, and he's a, he's a 209 Nick Diaz. He's a, he was like a 100% Nick Diaz impersonator, like down to the haircut. <laughs> it's it funny so how fun. that happens, right? Yeah, they talk, he talked like him, fought like him. He even like you know he he flips you off like in the cage when they're fighting and stuff. This whole thing. Um, so, um, anyways, he. Oh yeah, we we were supposed to fight. I was excited because it was like, all right, cool. If I can put a you know a UFC vet on my on my resume, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got a uh, an undisclosed injury that I'll tell you mm-hmm. about after. Um, mm-hmm. But. It was kind of like it was. It sucked, man, because it was like, ah, like I could make it to the fight. Like, like I would basically, I would probably just be picking up. Well, now it doesn't matter, but like I was, mm-hmm. I would basically just have been getting back into training like yesterday, and then the fights in three weeks. So yeah, was like I've been there. Could I I've show up? There. Like yes, but I'm either but gonna have to, like either my recovery or my preparation was gonna have to like suffer. And they offered me like, yo, like we got another card in the next month. And we could always do that. And I was like, uh That's yeah, way no. better. That's yeah, way no. better. That same thing happened to me. 
like when I was uh, with the hamstring, right? Yeah, with the hamstring. Yeah, it was a it was a, a Dr. Longus, it's like that, kind of like the hamstring, but it's a little different muscle. Uh, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And then Sean actually talked some sense into me. He's like, "Okay, you're on the verge here. Why are you taking unnecessary risks? You know, like, right, uh, right. like you have to. Then you have to put a." Uh, on pen and paper, the pros and the cons. What's on the line? What is the risk? And what, right. do, you, what do you have to gain from it? Uh, yeah, you got to take the work. emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you can make a cold-hearted decision, which is always better. I'm so glad I listened to Sean because had I fought like that, like, you know, maybe I could pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, I right. Probably, I've lost a fight like that before, and I don't, I don't want to make that same mistake again, you know? Sean, uh, Sean's, yeah. a, Sean's a true professional, man. G. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, Sean Date. Uh, oh. Told me that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sean, yeah. I think Works Sean. Up. Sean also. Sean, Sean was on board too, though. Yeah. But Sean Date was the one that actually talked me out of it. He's like, oh, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And then Sean was definitely on board. He's like, yeah, that's smart move. But, nice, um, nice. Hey, um, it, it helps to have people in your corner that care, you know? Like, it always, uh, if people that truly care and they're not phony, uh, in your right. corner kind of steering you in the right direction, and it always helps. Yeah. Hey, so we're coming up on our time cap, man. So um, let's, um, let's go through the whole thing. How can people follow you, all that stuff? Oh, that went by fast, huh? Yeah, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, uh, prime time, prime underscore time, nine, 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 nine. And, uh, you and what? And you? Oh, so yeah. So I'm, uh, at <laughs> Nick Angeloni one five five. So at Nick, A N G E L O N I one five five. Um, so yeah, I think we, we might, you know, we kind of just did a little little reunion tour here, but uh, we, we, may, <laughs> we may try to get some consistency going. I know I've got a little bit more spare time, and um, maybe we can we'll, we can start doing some like some three way calls. So for the people that don't know, we don't live in the same. We stopped doing the show because we don't live in the same city anymore. Um, but you know, we can uh, maybe we can get some three way calls going. If, get if the quality, time. if the audio quality is good, let's do it. If it's difficult to listen to. Um, then it's I don't know, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the quality comes out in this one. Um, but um, at worst case, you know, there there was some high quality like phone recording stuff that was like ten bucks for the software. Mm-hmm. So we can just mm-hmm. get that, you know. I mean, once once we'll be once we listen to it, we'll be able to tell. Yeah, we yeah. gotta listen to it. All right, man. Well, it was good All talking right, to you. <laughs> hey, good talking. Yeah, <laughs> good talking, dude. Hey, I I never <laughs> never. I'll tell you later. That's okay. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you All later. Right, later bro. <laughs> Peace.